You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Get behind your Melbourne Storm this final series. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Welcome to the Storm Hour. It's preliminary final week. The Storm are heading up to Sydney to take on the side that beat them in last year's grand final, the Roosters. So it's a massive week for NRL in this town as we're hoping the Storm can go one better this year. Sam Hargraves here, joined as always by Shandor Earl and Cooper. Oh, not again. Oh, it's happening again. Not late <laughs> Is he this late time, this though. time no, again? we've gotten some, uh, we've actually got some notice. Young Cooper Johns and uh, Harry Grant are finally making the move uh, from their adopted house into a luxury apartment in Richmond. So the boys into the batch pad. Very exciting oh, They times. grow up so fast, don't they? They do, they do. <laughs> Where are they living at the moment? They're living in, in a homestay. So basically the new young guys who come down, there's a couple of families that work with the Storm and... Uh, you know, sort of adopt them, look after them, make it an easy transition. But they've decided to take the big move and uh, mm. move into the city. So I expect to hear some uh, great stories throughout 2020. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wish them all the best and congratulate them. And we hope that they're very happy in their new place together. Uh, what a week last week. It's When we spoke last week and you guys were in here, uh, obviously, we were dealing with the disappointment of Cooper being late, but we we're also dealing with the disappointment of what had happened in the first final against Canberra. Yes. What a response. Yeah, it was a great response. And I think we touched on the fact that, uh, you know, that could inevitably, inevitably happen. And maybe there was a sense of false confidence for Parramatta and it could probably go either way. It'd either boost the morale or it'd give them that uh, hope and maybe deter them away from the fact that it was going to be a really tough game. And that's what Storm presented. So it was nice to see Storm answer and also play a Storm-style game. I think it would have been uh, less ideal if they were scoring free-flowing tries and it was a bit of a messy game, but it was clinical. Um, they really put them to the sword and, you know, the game was reasonably over within the first half. 32 to nil. Mm. Um, and, and this is a Parramatta side that the week before had kept Broncos to a duck egg yeah. um, and, and put on over 50 themselves. So they were in great attacking form. So what a win for the Storm defence especially. I mean, we can focus on the attack, 32 points, but... The defence to keep that Parramatta side, it either shows just how good the Storm defence is or just how poor the Broncos were. But let's stick with the positive, and that's how good was that Storm defence. Yeah, exactly, and you nailed it. The question is, is it a reflection of the Storm, how good they are, the Eels on the day, or how bad the Broncos are? Yeah. I don't know. But as you said, I think the Storm uh, came with a game plan and really answered well. But I just thought overall it was a really good game. We we executed everything that we wanted to and we put them to the sword, but we didn't take the foot off the pedal and I think it gives us a good transition into next week, mate. It's going to be a tough game, but uh, yeah, the boys the boys really know it and that's what you want to see in finals footy. What about Josh Adokar, the Fox, who mm. was uh, answered the call. The bat signal went up in the air last week when we didn't think Cooper was going to get here. 
Uh, he and Ryan Pappenhausen came in. Um, the Fox was absolutely on fire. That first try, if you were ne- there's things called tone setters in sport, isn't yeah. there? He did set the tone for this win. He did, he did. And, uh, I mean, if you ever want to start a game, that's the way to do it. But there's not many – there's not even maybe a handful of players that can actually achieve that feat in the NRL. You know, tries like that, it's just pure speed. But it's it's also just the way he finishes. It's, it's unbelievable. So take us through the try for anyone who didn't see it because yep. it was extraordinary. Yeah, so you're coming out of your what we call – you know, your own end or red zone. And basically the boys shifted the ball. They seen that the other team was really tight. It goes through the hands. Kenny Bromwich, Justin Ollum, Addo Carr. And you give Addo Carr five metres to the sideline and he's going to take you. He burns Blake Ferguson, gets the fullback, turns him in, turns him out. Uh, he's, he's chased down by another player. Dummies again, the winger, and he ends up getting over the line. It's something like an 80-metre try. And again, just such a, uh, you know, a graceful powerful yeah just show of speed and yep. finesse and it's, as i said but awareness I many, too to yeah, know 100%. where they were coming from and to finish it off plenty of players can make a break mm. you get to the fullback you get to the second player you dummy the third to finish that off it's just a freak try but i really loved what i loved about it you know he scored one i think he scored two actually but mm. his response to last week you know it would have been a really frustrating week for josh uh couldn't have happened to a better bloke you know a really unfortunate circumstance at the end of the game where he drops the ball but you know, what a way to answer back. And that just shows the class and how good a player he is. In my opinion, probably as it stands, probably the best winger in the comp. One three, I know that's hard for you to say because you're a winger as well. <laughs> so that's big of you. No, uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you'd like to get involved in the storm hour, zero four double three nine eight eleven sixteen is the text. Explain to me, Nelson, the Sofa Solomono's try celebration. Yeah. Because he was at home. Yes. Like you're uh, at home and he did the... The, yeah. the, the finger to the lips, the sh- to the crowd. That is correct. So the first... The, the, what was I, that about? I, I have seen this happen twice. I'm trying to recollect the first time it happened. I, it may have even been against Parramatta. There was a lot of talk, a lot of commotion coming up to that game. The storm had done, you know, and we answered back. But this time, I'm pretty sure where he scored the try, to the left is the section where any Parramatta fan would sit. So I'm guessing ah, it was a was bit co- of... had been copying a bit. Yes, that's right. what... That only, I'm going off that base only on where the crowd's set up, so I can only imagine that was it. But, um, yeah, unless there's some uh, some other agenda there, that's I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what it was. So silencing the crowd with an unbelievable try and a big game from him as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got a fair bit to get through in the show. Coming up shortly, the assistant coach and former and dual Storm Premiership player, Ryan Hinchcliffe, yes. is going to join us. And we are going to, as we've been doing, because we're, we're good-natured, we're gracious, we like to go to both sides of the equation. We will be joined by former Roosters legend and their games record holder, Anthony Minicello, yes, is going to join us on the show as well. Now, the teams are in. So before we get to some audio of Cam Smith, uh, explaining what you guys are doing at training this week, which is pretty fascinating in itself. Yeah, it's really cool. The teams are in. So first game, Raiders and Rabbitohs. Joey Leilua returns to the starting side after the, uh, the fireworks debacle yes. <laughs> <laughs> at Amy Park. Forced him to the bench. Um, Bailey Simonson uh, goes back to the bench. Uh, and Nick Kotrick is named to play despite suffering a gash to the face last week. Yeah. Josh Papali has been named to start. Uh, and Janamis Louie is on the bench, but they may swap uh, depending on how they go. Rabbitohs, no changes. Mm. So from the side, they got the job done against Manly. Um, James Roberts is carrying a thumb injury. They'll look after that, um, but they should go in unchanged. Uh, just quickly, who's your tip in that game? It's got to be, you know, I've still got a soft spot. I always will for the uh, the green machine, but it's got to be the Raiders. A week off coming in, they're just in great form, and mm. South's, 
you know, they're a team that's uh, been not so much in and out of form, but they've really struggled with their starting 17. They've had injuries. They've had suspensions. They had a really tough game last week against Manly. I just think the Raiders are going to put on a clinic at home, 25,000. It's sold out. I just don't see it going any other way. Uh, as far as the Roosters go, they'll have no Jared Weir Hargraves, which is a huge loss for them. He was suspended. Um, Sia Siua, uh, Ta- okay. oh, come on. <laughs> I should have I checked that one yes. beforehand. <laughs> I normally go all right with the Polynesian uh, names. Do you know how to say? Wh- who is it? It's uh, Takiaho. Yeah, Takiaho. Yeah, Takiaho, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he's been promoted to the starting side. Lindsay Collins coming off the bench. Sam Verrills retains his place at hooker. Jake Friend named amongst the reserves. Yeah, I think so, he'll be. I think he'll be there. You think he'd be yeah, there? The, given, uh, that's that's the that's the chat anyway. Given he is the co-captain. Now you're named in the twenty-one. You're in yes, the reserve again. Right. We know how successful the side are when you're uh, in the reserves. That, have right, they that, lost? That's special number twenty-one. Uh, Has the Storm lost when you've been in the reserve in, in the twenty-one and in the warmer? No. There you I'm go. Say no. We've only, I've only, we've only lost one. I've, I've lost one game all year, oh, two games now because of the Falcons. But I've lost one game against Manly. Um, no, I don't believe I've had another loss in the, uh, in the, in the twenty-one. So Curtis Scott showing how well he's doing. He retains yes. his spot in the centres. Will Chambers, Origin rep, uh, yep. Maroon for a long time, has been named to come off the bench. So Curtis Scott, and and we've talked about that position over several weeks. That it's such a strength of the storm as mm. are a lot of positions. So Curtis Scott keeping out a, an origin rep like Will Chambers is, uh, is pretty impressive. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, there's been a lot of uh, speculation around that. And, you know, at the end of the day, Bell's had to make a call and it wasn't a tough one. Will's, uh, you know, I guess accepted it grace gracefully. And he's turned up to training with an amazing attitude and it's a testament to him. He's just been a credit to the group regardless of his selection. But um, yeah, I guess Bells are just coming off the win is sticking with that side and will in the team is, is only going to benefit. So yeah, that's where they're at, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Latrell v Curtis, it's going to be a good matchup and you know, Curtis will be definitely up for a big game. Cam Munster and Luke Keary in the halves is going to be must watch as well. Mm. Two, two of the best young halves in the game. That'll definitely. be, uh, worth the price of admission as well. Tickets for Saturday's game available at tickettech.com.au. Want to see as many Storm fans travel up to Sydney as possible. Really try to make it uncomfortable for the Roosters yes. uh, and give the boys as much support as we can. Hey, um, before we get to Michael in Reservoir, who's called through on 1300 736 736, this was Cam Smith speaking today about what you guys are doing to get yourselves ready for the SCG yes. um, this Saturday night against cool. the Roosters. Let's, uh, let's just restart that again. <laughs> nice. Instead of walking to Goshies, we walked to Collingwood. <laughs> so, Did it have a bit to do with the, uh, replicating the SCG dimensions, though? Um, yeah, it's just more about um, familiarising um, ourselves with playing on an oval. I know we've done it once before this year, and it was against the Roosters at Adelaide Oval, but um, yeah, since uh, the Pies are now um, finished their season... Um, yeah, we've got an opportunity to use that ground and just try and simulate you know, playing on our rectangle field inside an oval, which we're going to be doing on Saturday. So take us through that. So, because Collingwood finished, they lost the prelim against yep. the Giants on the weekend. So you guys have gone over to where they train mm-hmm. onto their oval and you've set up dimensions on a rugby league field. And, and what's what's happening? Yeah, look, it was a pretty cool effort and we've got a fair bit to do with Collingwood. There's a, a bit of a partnership there and, uh, you know, Nick Maxwell works at the Melbourne Storm as well, but... 
the effort's pretty unbelievable, and it does just set us up for the game. And as as Smithy said, I think it gives a bit of confidence. We have played Roosters in Adelaide and got a win there. But, yeah, they they painted the dimensions of the footy field. They put up the posts. They had the... Uh, you know, the things set up as if there were the sponsors and whatnot there and the benches and stuff. So it was really cool. And, uh, yeah, I just I just thought it was a great initiative and something that I think will set the boys up well. But, yeah, credit to Collingwood, credit to the Storm for setting that up. And I think it's a, it's a great part of our preparation. So is it just about the mental side of it so that when you run out onto the SCG, it'll be – it won't look completely um, unfamiliar? I think there is a bit of that. Um, it's getting your bearings as well with the right. – with the oval shape, it's, uh, you know, I have heard some people, t- and I guess I can, I can't relate to this because I'm not a kicker, but I can understand that, you know, in that oval field, you get, you lose track of where the actual field is. Whereas when it's in cl- enclosed on that rectangle, you're very aware of, of your space that you're in, in terms of kicking and stuff like that. So you kind of lose that uh, ju- judgment of space in the oval shaped field. So I guess that's just people getting their bearings and stuff. But yeah, the mental side would definitely be there. It's, it's feeling familiar when you get out onto the field, definitely. Michael's in Reservoir, wanted to ring up and have a chat. G'day, Michael. G'day, um, Sam and Shandor. G'day, I was um, at the game and I was sitting level three front row and I witnessed that um, hit on um, Pappas and yeah. that'll go down, I reckon, as one of the biggest hits in NRL history. That was huge and Pappas didn't even flinch. No, he didn't. He's he's uh he might only be seventy kilos ringing wet, but he is very tough. And it was a it was a big hit. Luckily, luckily it was a shoulder charge when he got a penalty. But mate, it was a massive hit. But as you said, credit to young Pappy. He got up and uh, brushed it off well. Yeah, yeah. And um, I thought the crowd was really good considering um, Collingwood were playing over the road. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Storm fans always get out for us at uh at Amy Park, and it was good to see a fair bit of crowd there. So. Mate, he's hoping that we can get a few at the SCG and we can hear them uh, cheering for the storm. Good on you, Michael. Thank you for your call. And on the SMS, 0433981116. Loving the combination of the Fox and Olam for the storm. How good is it to how good has it been to see Olam develop? His tackling is amazing. That's from Perda in Lilydale. Mate, it's unbelievable. And I, I've touched on this with Juzzy before. You know, I've had a fair bit to do with him at uh, reserve grade and cup level, but... The stuff he's doing, he's just getting better and better each week. And that just that really does come with confidence. A really confident version of yourself on the footy field is really dangerous. But, yeah, things like his tackle technique, his awareness, the things he's doing in the ball, to see it just play out week in, week out, and him just improve, mate, it's unbelievable. Plenty still to get through on the Storm Hour. We're going to be joined by Storm assistant and dual premiership player Ryan Hinchcliffe. On the other side of this, Anthony Milicello still to come too. We'll preview the Dally M's there next Wednesday night in Sydney. And we'll find out what happened to the Sunny Coast Falcons in the Intrust yes. Super Cup. T-Bone of the week to finish off the show, as always. And we'll take your calls. one 736 736 Shandor Earl, Sam Hargraves, Storm Hour, SEN. On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Get behind your Melbourne Storm this final series. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Welcome back to the Storm Hour. Shandor Earl in Cooper John's absent uh, moving house <laughs> this week. We Good wish you, him Cooper. all the best. Uh, lift with your knees, not with your back. Correct. Absolutely. Don't want to do any damage long I don't know term. if it's lift with your knees, but it's definitely not with your back. Yeah, it's lift with your knees. Mm. So you like a squat. Yeah, you squat down. 
not that, as you can tell, I don't do a heap of those. Yes. Of missed leg day for 38 years. Yeah, and uh, every other body part. And pretty much every other body part too. Um, hey, uh, obviously we know a big game this weekend, preliminary final, taking yes, on the Roosters, SCG, Saturday night. It'll be Kenny Bromwich's 150th game too, by the way, which is an incredible milestone. He's Amazing. played every game this season. We might speak to him because we're going to talk Dally M's very soon. The Rugby League's Night of Nights. Dally M medal is the equivalent of their Brownlow medal yes. in the AFL, but they also name their team of the year too. In each position, correct. In each position. So we'll talk about that a little later. But let's get to this man first, 2010 Storm Player of the Year. He's a dual premiership player for the Melbourne Storm. Uh, he is one of the coaches involved in the whole setup at the Great Melbourne Storm. Uh, Ryan Hinchcliffe's been good enough to jump on the line with us. G'day, Hinchy. Good evening, fellas. How you going? Storm, our favourite. Back in the bunker in uh, oh, Altona. Oh, in Altona. Yeah, watching <laughs> watching Charlie Alola with the kids. Yeah, good. <laughs> good man. Uh, is it still right up there in the career highlights? Is it being on this show, Hinchy? Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I, you know, certainly got some feedback from. Uh, I think it's you know well listened to within the um you know the Storm playing ranks. So certainly gets chatted about a lot. But um you know no Cooper tonight. So Sandor's um. Sendor's carrying, I suppose. Yeah, ratings will probably go through the roof, no doubt. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's move <laughs> as quickly as we can on from that. Uh, why don't you fire away, Shandor? Because it's a it's a big game this weekend, making the trip into Sydney into enemy territory. It's so much involved in this game. That the side that uh, beat Storm to win the premiership last year. There's a whole lot of different narratives around. It's going to be a big night. Yeah, Hinchy, we were talking finals before and, uh, you know, we've taken a little bit of a different path, losing that first game and uh, going through the long way to the finals and essentially having that grand final before the grand final. But I wanted to get your opinion on uh, the Raiders game before I touched on ours. Have you played a finals game at home and just how much a bigger impact do you think that'll have on their result? With the with the Raiders? Yeah, with the Raiders. Oh, for them guys on, on Friday night? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, after that, those guys having, you know, that home game uh, prelim at home for for themselves on Friday night, uh, that's a huge advantage. Um, and you know, being able to have the week off throughout the final series, you know, and that, you know, history tells you that you know, that that in itself is a huge advantage. You know, obviously mm. some of your players get to look after niggles and. Um, but as you said earlier, mate, we've we've taken a bit of a different route this year. Um, but you know, I think last week, you know, the Raiders game, we took some really. Um, uh, some great stuff out of that as far as things we needed to improve and showed some areas that we really uh, need to focus on. I think against the Eels, we went out and, you know, played our footy. Um, so it could be a blessing in disguise for us. Thoughts from the inner sanctum, mate. How how does, uh, the, the you know, that longer route in terms of playing every game, how do you think that affects our next game? Do you think it sets us up well? What are the thoughts around that? Oh, there's, you could look at it from either side, can't you, Shane? Yeah. You know, I think, I suppose the Raiders and Roosters are looking and going, well, we've had a week off. You know, our bodies are pretty fresh. Um, you know, so, no, ideally, you know, from, you know, as history says that, you know, it's pretty hard to, you know, I think the uh, Cowboys were the last team to have done it. But, you know, for us and, and where we're at, um, you know, with some changes that we've had in throughout our squad in, in, um, in major positions, I think, you know, having that extra game, um, it could be a good thing, and, and we have a pretty resilient bunch. We have a pretty young team, you know. Take out Smitty, yep. who brings the age up, the average age up by a fair bit. <laughs> About twenty we years. We have a fairly young, a fairly young squad. So, if any group can handle it, uh, our group can. Uh, Ryan Hinchcliffe, where do you look at when you look at across what's a very impressive Roosters outfit? 
where do you identify that there could be a weakness that the Storm could exploit? Obviously, no Jared Weir Hargraves for them. So that will be uh, a massive loss for them. Um, possibly Jake Friend coming back in uh, as hooker. But where, where do you see that the Storm might be able to gain an advantage against the, the Roosters? Oh, I don't think there's a lot of weaknesses with them, to be honest. You know, there's some areas that they certainly are very strong. You know, they're, they're back three and they're, they're full back to Desco. And then, you know, you throw in their halves with Geary and Cronk. Um, you know, so for us, we need to make sure we do a, a good job on all of, those, all of those guys. You know, they're really key position players for, for that team. And then, you know, obviously within any game, it's, you know, it's the physical battle. That's, you know, that's the most important. So, you know, and that generally starts with your, with your forwards in the middle of the field. So if you can... You can win that battle and then, you know, put a good kicking game on top of it, you know, and, you know, and also who, who handles pressure the best, you know, finals is, you know, being able to do the little things well and, and, and generally the opposition who, you know, handles the pressure and the, um, you know, the game the best gets the result. Big test for Curtis Scott, isn't it? He'll go head to head with arguably the, the best centre in the comp in Latrell Mitchell. He's keeping Will Chambers out of that side, which is no mean feat given that Will's a origin representative, Ryan Hinchcliffe. What would be your piece of advice to Curtis Scott when he's going head-to-head with Latrell Mitchell, who's just so dangerous? Yeah, he is. Now, obviously, everyone knows how dangerous Latrell is, but, you know, we've got a lot of faith in, in Curtis. You know, the advice I'd give him is to, um, you know, make sure you... You, you don't give them too much space. You know, those big guys with footwork and, you know, big palm, you've got to, you know, make sure that you you get onto them as quick as you can and, you know, that he gets, you know, he gets, um, you know, be nice, nice and aggressive with him and um, you know, makes it a difficult night for him. But, yeah, definitely take away his, his space and his time. Inchi, we're going to touch on the Daily M's in a little bit. Just wanted to get your opinion. Uh, you can be biased. Feel free. We'll mm. stick to the forwards, your expertise. Do you see any Storm players featuring in the uh, player of you know, the position awards? Oh, I think having the season that we had, Sandor, that we've had so far, you, I think we'd have to get a couple, don't you? Like, you look across our team, Cameron Smith's got to, he's got to be the hooker. Yep. You'd have to be, you know, and he, to be honest, he, I think he'll probably nearly win the Daily M. Um mm. You look, look across other guys who have had really consistent seasons. Um, you know, Kenny Bromwich is a guy who's really gone under the radar, yeah, but I 100%. think this year has, has been outstanding throughout the year. Dale Finucane's another guy. Um, you know, and Big Nelson Asafa Solomona, mm, the yes. second half of the season has has been phenomenal. So you know, there's some real guys there in the forwards who have had really consistent years, and you know, I think a few of them could feature next week. Hinchy, last one before we let you go. There's Craig, does Bellamy get involved in or does he even go down the path of, you know, we owe this mob, they beat us in the grand final last year. Is that part of the narrative or it's very much that this is just who we have to beat this week to get to where we need to be? Yeah, not really, to be honest. You know, that's been spoken about. I'm sure a lot, most of the players who played in that game, that'll, there'll be a little bit of a burning desire inside them to, um, you know, to go out and play well. But for us, it's about focusing on what we do well. You know, going out playing to our strengths, and as I said earlier, going out and playing our footy, and that's something that we learn out of the Raiders game. So, um, you know, I don't think there's any extra incentive for, for motivation when you come to these types of games. It's it's all on the line. It's all or nothing, and you know, our players are, are well aware of that. Storm assistant coach Ryan Hinchcliffe, Hinchy, thanks so much for being on the Storm Hour. Really appreciate it, and good luck uh, on Saturday night. Cheers, Hinchy. No worries. Thank you. Cheers, Shandor. See you, bro. The dual premiership player. 2010, he was the Storm Player of the Year. A very, very good player. Very well Uh, respected too. Absolutely. 1-300-736-736. You can join the conversation with Shandor Earl. 
at any time on the Storm Hour, 1300 736 736. Just off the SMS, Shandor, because yes. Cooper isn't here this week. He's moving house. Renee and Clyde, who is a frequent texter to the show, says, uh, guys, you could have got on uh, Christian Welsh to cover Cooper this week. Yeah, well, Christian turned it down. Wow. There you go. Boom. <laughs> Exclusive. Drop right here on the Storm Hour. <laughs> Is he still not forgiven? Is he still not happy? Oh, who knows? He's, it's it's very unfamiliar territory. And you know what? There's a little bit of fear there because if he does come on and he's the butt of all jokes, can he handle it? Probably not. Oh, well, so there you go, Renee. The offer was put out there <laughs> and dismissed out of hand there by our go. mate, Welshy. Oh, we love you, Welshy. one 736 736 if you'd like to join the conversation. Uh, Raphael, before we go to the break, is in Canterbury. Hello, mate. Uh, hey guys, um, I really enjoyed the uh, the podcast and the show this year. Um, my question is um, for Shandor. Uh, with Chambers on the uh, bench, do you think uh, that this week without um, Hargraves, uh, that the the Storm Pack can really um, dominate their their forwards if we bring in Tino, another big um, body, just to really like um, put pressure on their smaller pack? Because we have like Tui. Um, uh, you have Tui, Tino, and Nelson, obviously, and Jesse. That they all outsize um, the Roosters forward. Mm. You know, it's a great point, and uh, tactically, you know, it's definitely an avenue that the Storm could take. I think Chambers does offer that little bit of versatility that we've gone through all year in terms of being able to cover the backs and potentially just throw him in the middle or on an edge. But yeah, as you said, I think we match them for size, and then we've got a couple of guys in, you know, the Dale Finucans and Brandon Smiths who can play a few more minutes and a, a hooker that can play the full eighty. So. You know, it's definitely an angle, but I think they may stick with it and uh, hopefully it's enough to get the job done against the big Roosters pack. Well, no changes, Raphael, to the side that beat the Eels 32 to nil yes. last week. So uh, at the moment, Tino is named as one of the reserves. So too is our man Shandor Earl and Curtis Scott will stay in the centres with Will Chambers starting uh, at 17 on the bench. Uh, just quickly before we go, because we've got to get Anthony Minicello up on the other side of this to get the Roosters side yes. of things. Shandor, it'd be great to chat to Minnie. Uh, Paul's in Camberwell. G'day, Paul. Uh, g'day, guys. How you doing? Good, mate. How are you? Oh, good. Look, uh, I was listening to another program earlier, and, you know, this criticism of Cam Smith never had an off-field indiscretion in his life. He slapped him so he didn't hit him, so he wouldn't get rubbed out. And, I mean, it's just it's like talking about Kyrgios. It's not worth the oxygen. There's no point. I mean, the guy's a champion. Just let him play out his final series. I think he's going to go on and... Yeah, hopefully he gets a, another flag um, to complement a decorated career. But why people, particularly, obviously, maybe people from uh, the state of New South Wales, but why anyone would say anything bad about someone who's such a great leader and on and off the field uh, beggars belief. Yeah, mate, I couldn't agree more. I think uh, the incident has, you know, was definitely blown out of proportion. And I think there was a couple of slaps on the on the weekend. But, mate, it, uh, it's definitely a good story and it's a bit of clickbait for the media. So they run wild with it. And as does everyone else, they like to get on the back of the storm. But, uh, look, we, we push on and, and Smithy's, Smithy's all good about it. He's moved on. So, um, yeah, you know, nothing, nothing too much has come from it. So It's just a fine, wasn't it, at the yeah, end of the exactly, day? It was, exactly. I mean, so it's in the heat of battle, mate. You know, things, things happen. It's a contact sport. And I don't think it got too out of hand, to be honest. I don't think it did either. Nah. I mean, it's not ideal. You don't want to see anybody. But he, Smithy had gave him multiple opportunities to let go. Yeah, there's definitely some context around it. You know, it's not just a, yeah. a few words arranged. You get too frustrated and you just hit a bloke. It yeah. was, you know, within 
several times Cam gave the bloke the chance to uh, to let go of him. Yeah. And if you're not going to let go, then you might be forced to let go. Yeah, and you know how many body, how many things does he need to slap before the head comes into play? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, f- more facial, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, just exactly. A, it's just, it's a push. Is off, there anything but... more condescending than being slapped across the face? <laughs> well, these days that's the only option because you know you can't punch. Can't punch. And if it absolutely gets to the point, slaps the way to go. So it is a bit. <laughs> it's a bit strange. <laughs> Do you reckon he would have copped it at training, old mate? Uh, uh, no one's, you've, no you've one's been... given it to Smithy. No, not that. Smithy. Oh. You the slap Reece, yeah, he might yeah. have copped it a little bit, I reckon. <laughs> but, mate, he would have been slapped by the goat. It would have been his idol, so he's probably lapping it up. I oh, know, never wash that cheek again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe he signed it after the game. <laughs> All right, Anthony Minicello, as we straighten up just a little bit, get the Roosters' perspective ahead of this big preliminary final coming up this Saturday night. Tickets available at Ticket Tech. We want to get as many Storm fans up there as possible. Anthony Minicello to join us next on the Storm Hour SEN. On SEM, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Get behind your Melbourne Storm this final series. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Welcome back to the Storm Hour. As we count down to Saturday night's massive preliminary final, the Storm heading into Sydney to take on the Roosters, who are the side that caused them the heartbreak of that loss in last year's grand final. Shandor Earl, Sam Hargraves here, and we're joined, Shandor, by a very, very special guest. This man is the Roosters' all-time games record holder. He's their all-time leading try scorer, 302 games and 132 tries. He played 19 times for his country. He also represented his state, New South Wales, 11 times. The fullback in the Roosters' team of the century and a 2005 golden boot Winner. This man's resume is uh, absolutely elite. Anthony Minicello, good evening to you. Evening, boys. How are we? Minny, how are you, mate? I'm good. I'm good. How's things? <laughs> good, good. I was just thinking when we were calling, I was thinking, mate, if you had have told me 10 years ago that I'd be calling Anthony Minicello on the Storm Hour, talking about the <laughs> finals footy, mate, you couldn't have put any money on that. Oh, that is hilarious, mate. I was just, uh, no, I was telling a funny story the other day. Actually, my wife was telling a funny story the other day about your mum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it was your first grade debut for the Roosters, and we come back after the game, and all the girls have had a, you know, they're a bit tipsy, they've had a yeah, few yeah. drinks, and they're going, oh, mate, Shingles, mate, it's hilarious. She just did a shooey out of... No way. You're joking. Did you not know that? Did you not know that story, Shingles? No. <laughs> Oh my god! So Mum's pretty much invented the shoey. So yeah, hang on. We thought that the yeah, mad, we thought that the mad Hueys in uh, in, and then we thought Daniel exactly. Ricardo. We thought that either the Hueys or Dan what, Ricardo had what, invented what did, this. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. What year did you debut again? Uh, 09. Oh, hang on. 09. There you go. We'll have to get a timeline on this. This is that's huge. Massive. This yeah. is huge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gold, Mini. Uh, this week, mate. Obviously, the Storm taking on the Roosters in the finals. Just wanted to get a little bit of perspective from you, mate. Can you remember? I don't know if you have. Have you played the Storm in a finals match? I'm um, just trying to think. Thirteen, fourteen. I'm not too sure that we did, to be honest. Yeah. What's I guess in, my follow-up the... question is: What's your recollection of playing the Storm, mate? As from a Roosters perspective, what sort of what sort of games have been, and what what are you usually coming up against? Well, I think they're probably one of one or if not the most consistent club over the last 15 years. I think um, every time you come up against the Storm, you know it's going to be a game. You know 
that they are a professional outfit. Uh, they're professionally run from top down to bottom, and and their senior players are you know some of the best uh, that that's ever pl- laced a, a boot, I suppose. Mm. And you know when you come up against a club, you know that they pride themselves on defence. So there's only going to be very few opportunities. So if you don't take your opportunities, uh, then you're more than likely not going to win the game. So you know that that's key on on Saturday night. There'll be some momentum swings. Um, but they'll be presented, both teams will be presented with some opportunities, and if they don't take them, then it's going to be hard for them to win. Mm. Hey, Minnie, you've spoken about, obviously, and, and to hear you speak, obviously with a lot of respect about the Storm. We were just talking about in the last break uh, the sort of level of, I suppose, vitriol and anger that comes from around Sydney towards the Storm and especially towards Cam Smith. Does that surprise you, that level of animosity that comes around? It doesn't seem to be driven by actual rugby league players and clubs, but it seems to come more out of the media. Does it surprise you, given all that he and the Storm have achieved in their time, that people really can't wait to see him to chop, want to chop him off at the knees? Yeah, I don't know if directors at Cam Smith. I think he's one of the greatest who have ever played a game. Um, I thought that firstly, the, the two states have a, a rivalry. Mm. You know, Melbourneites think Melbourne is better than New South, uh, New South Wales. New South Wales people think you know, Victoria is not as good as well. So that that's the a first little uh, thing that ignites the, the two different teams. Uh, but then I think a lot of people um, that are supposed not uh, entrenched in rugby league, they always see Melbourne at the top of the, the table. They go, and so they, they were always like, oh, I don't want to see Melbourne there again. I want to see someone else beat them. You know, so that, that, that that's, that's I think that's a mark of respect and how professional their club has been. You know, I can't remember them not cycling in the top four for the last 10 years. It's, mm. it's amazing. Yeah, 100%. Mini, uh, with the with the storm, I just wanted to touch on going off the back of that with Cameron and stuff. You would have uh, been had an opportunity to play with, I'm sure, the likes of Cameron Smith at, at least or Ryan Hoffman in the Australian team. What sort of things did you pick up? You talk about the storm culture and how good they've been over the past few years. Was there anything that you picked up that was sort of representative of the storm when you played with those guys? Yeah, so I was I played against Cam Smith, you know, oh six, oh seven in Origin, and then again in uh, eleven when I really get back got back into the game. Uh, but I never played with Cam at the Australian level because I was sort of injured through that period where he first come through. So yeah, right. I would have loved to play with him, uh, and and also Billy. I only played against him as well. So you know. You can, you can tell that these guys under pressure have the calmest heads about them. Mm. Um, they're almost like a, a second coach on the field for the players because, you know, you know how frantic it gets on field yeah. in those pressure moments when, you know, sometimes the chips are down, you've been scored against twice and people always try and ch- chirp up and, and say a million things at once and you can just see these guys calm the team down and just, you know, just, I suppose, say, trust in your role, do your job and no one else's. And you can see those guys on the field, especially Cam and Rice Billy, they, they do that. And, that, and that's what um, keeps those younger guys from being, I suppose, frantic in the pressure moments. Speaking to Anthony Minicello, former Roosters legend. Mini, what are you expecting in this game Saturday night? It's got all the hallmarks of another classic. There's great matchups all over the park. There's little subplots and little stories. We know, yeah. you know, Cam yeah. and Cooper and will someone grab someone by the throat? All that kind of stuff's going <laughs> on. No Jared Weir Hargraves for you guys, which is a big out. How are you sort of seeing this yeah. game unfold? What are you predicting? Well, apart from last year's grand final, it's been dead set, nail biters, one pointers, extra time games. Mm. 
uh, it's been unbelievable the, the, the games that they've played over the last two or three years. So uh, it's it's I think look I, I think um, the Roosters can win just because they have had that week off, so that keeps them really fresh for the back end of each half. And the Melbourne obviously, although they um, play with a comfortable win last week, it still takes a bit of gas out of them, but. The you know the Roosters need to put mount the pressure as well, and and what I was talking about before is the opportunities that arise in the game. If you don't mount pressure and take those opportunities, then I think it's it's a toss of the coin. Um, but I think hopefully in the back end that we'll have a little bit more legs uh, just because of the week off. Now, Mini, last question for me is especially with the game coming up, Tedesco uh, as a fullback yourself. Since you've had a bit to do with the club, give us a little bit of insight. Like, what kind of player he is? What stands out for you? You know, coming from it's a bit of a different generation, but he's obviously a freak. What are the, some of the standout qualities that he possesses? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you know, I, I first uh, played with Teddy in the 2013 World Cup for Italy. Yeah, right. Um, so it was, you know, we had a great experience over in England, and we had a bit of fun. There was no pressure on us to win. Uh, that and we 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 won a, a couple of games and and had a good time. But he played centre and I was playing fullback. But I just seen just you know there's just something about him that this kid's only something special. You know he was just electric every time he touched the ball. He defended well. He hadn't even played centre before, but he just did the job comfortably. Um, so he, he, he was always willing to learn and get better. Uh, so the, you know from that point I sort of kept my eye on him. And you know, he's lucky enough to come to the Roosters and um, made a good decision. And last year, he's just taken his game to a new level. Mm. Again, this year, he got even better. And, I, and and he still thinks there's improvement to go, which I think there is as well. So who knows where he can we can get where he can get his game to? But he's um, he's just got, uh, I suppose, uh, again another a calm head on his shoulders. And in those pressure moments, I've, I haven't seen him make a crucial error at all. So mm. he's uh, he's a good. Good, uh, <laughs> good person to have yeah, the back. Absolutely. And as we saw in Origin, doesn't mind the big stage at all, Anthony Minicello. Thank you yeah. so much for <laughs> being on the show. Really appreciate it and love the fact that you've come on and just dropped an absolute bomb <laughs> straight off the bat yeah, that Shandor Earl's mum invented the shoey. Yeah, is, I will. If, if that's true, this is massive. This is huge. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Minza. Oh, good stuff. Anthony Minicello. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Enjoy it Saturday night, mate. Uh, Anthony Minicello, more games and more tries for any other, than any other rooster in history. Uh, one of Freak. the absolute greats of the game and great to have him on the Storm Hour. Speaking of which, we've got to wrap it up very shortly, Shandor Earl. Get yes. behind you, Melbourne Storm, this final series. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. We'll talk Dally M's next. We'll find out what happened to the Sunny Coast Falcons and... We'll just have a little bit more of a chat about what's going to unfold on Saturday night. We'll take your calls too. T-Bone of the Week, one 736 736 Storm Hour, SEN. On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Get behind your Melbourne Storm this final series. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Almost time to wrap it up on the Storm Hour. Shandor Earl, Sam Hargraves. If you've got a T-Bone of the Week nomination, one 736 736 as we get all eyes on the SCG for Saturday night's must-win prelim against the Roosters. They win the Storm and they're into another grand final where they'll take on either the Raiders or the Rabbitohs who play Friday night. Hey, Shandor, before we get into uh, some T-Bones and some Dalliums, 
Sunny Coast Falcons. Yes. Went through the season undefeated. Mm. Get to a prelim against the Burley Bears. What happened? Yeah, look, Coach Eric Smith uh, summed it up pretty well after the game, and it was really unfortunate. Uh, in terms of the game itself, massive headwind. Burley just really capitalised on it. I think they had seven repeat sets, 190 tackles we made in the first half to their 90. You so would have been knackered. Oh, mate. Yeah, well, not so much myself, but... <laughs> <laughs> Backs against the wall and, uh, you know, we did our best in the second half, but it wasn't to be and they were the better team on the night and that's just what can happen. You know, people talk about finals footy being a different comp, but he did touch on some things and there are a lot of boys that have made the transition to first grade games or NRL contracts and a lot of players that have improved so much. So I think, although it was unfortunate that we didn't get it done in the end, there's so many good things that come from that season and I think there's going to be pretty much the same playing group. So happily, hopefully we can capitalise on that. But it was a good year, but, yeah, really unfortunate that we couldn't just uh, finish it off. Who's your prediction to win it then in the Intrust Super Cup then this year? Oh, look, I think you always sort of want to see uh, the team that beat you win. So, you know, if Burley turn up, they can win it. For me, we've had our best game against Wynnum in terms of toughest game. So, mm. mate, it really could go either way. So it's going to be... Uh, Definitely one to watch. Uh, Dallium Awards next Wednesday night in Sydney. Now, the voting goes secret after round 12. So at round 12, Mitchell Pearce was on 15 votes ahead of Cam Munster and Damian Cook from South Sydney on 14 votes. And then a group of players on 12, Jason Tumalolo from the Cowboys, our very own Cameron Smith and James Tedesco, who we just spoke to Anthony Minicello about uh, moments ago. Yes. Uh, who is your prediction for the Dallium? Mini reckons that it will be Cam Smith. Yeah, so for me, I believe that the Damon Cook, Jason Tomalolo uh, would have had a bit of a slowdown uh, just based on my understanding of some of the team performances in that period and, uh, you know, Origin maybe slowing them down a little bit. Mitch Pierce again, would have suffered the probably poor form from the Knights back in the season. Cameron Munster just keeps kicking on. Cameron Smith and James Tedesco, though, I believe they have a big back end of the season. So... It's 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 open, but yeah, I think you're going to see some Storm players definitely feature in that top three or five. Uh, and as I said, Anthony Minicello. And by the way, I just noticed before that uh, Craig Bellamy too were very strong this week uh, in saying that he's demanding that the league actually show respect for Cameron Smith. He's had a real crack at the detractors. Uh, I think that was today, fed up with the vitriol yeah, nice. directed at Cam Smith. So Bells has broken ranks and he's uh, come out really strong in defence of Cameron Smith, which is absolutely sensational. Um, he said that the thing that disappoints him more than anything is the criticism that Cam gets. He can't work out why he cops it. He's never put a foot wrong off the field. It seems like they try and burn his character. It's very unfair. I think people should show him the respect he deserves. Well done, Craig Bellamy. We echo those sentiments. In fact... (laughs) Uh, I've actually got a live crowd here. Yeah, back to uh, Dally M's. So if Cam Smith is to win it, uh, I'm just trying to get uh, how many times he's won the actual Dallium medal. I know he's got uh, 2006, he won it. Uh, I reckon he's a two-time Dallium winner, maybe a three-time. He's always the captain of the year and the hooker of the year, just about I, every year. I don't know if he is, actually. It's not. It's it's a tough award, you know. It's not just doesn't just go to the best team or even the best player. As you've seen with the Brownlows, you know, it, it's open for interpretation, but there's been plenty of good players over mm. his, you know, over the last decade. But I know he's definitely got one, but... You know, two. He's, two. Uh, 2006 go. and 2017. Beautiful. So could he add another one, which would just be phenomenal? I think so.
Uh, what about the uh, any Storm players, you think? Because they name the team of the year, which is positional. So yes. normally in a representative side, there'd be two wingers and two centres, mm-hmm. but they just go the one winger, the one centre. Yep. So 13 players chosen in the Dally M's. Any Storm boys you think that should be walk-up starts to be considered the best in their position in the competition? Yeah, look, I think you could feature heavily a lot of Storm players, but if you want to really be specific and pinpoint a couple, I think Josh Adokar's right up there for the wing position. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Cameron Smith's pretty much a smart, uh, you know, a done deal for the, uh, for the hooker position. The prop one is an interesting one. I think, um, you know, Jesse's always strong. Nelson's us as off Solomon has had a huge second half to the season. Uh, you Dale Finucane. And the big one for me is, uh, Kenny Bromwich. I think, you know, he's had a phenomenal year, played every game, been in great form, does go under the radar a little bit. And our main man, Cameron Munster is, uh, you know, got to be a strong favorite for the number six. Beautifully done from you. Any T-bone of the week uh, before we finish up? Have you got yeah, a T-bone for Yeah, we do us? have a little T-bone. Well, I mean, old Jan Earl for chucking a shoey on my debut is a good start. That's but, a great um, story. If that's back in 2009, then she might be the first person to bust out a prominent shoey. I'm pretty confident ahead that of the she would have never Dan Ricardo. Have met any of the players' partners on that night. Just got right amongst it. It was a big, you know, b- big event, my debut, and she's just <laughs> grabbed the heel of Minnie's misses and uh, done the shoey. So, you know, good effort, Jen. Uh, but the, my T-bone is the great Ryan Hoffman. So you'll see him feature heavily on the sideline, making big calls with his headset on. Uh, Cameron Munster miss, missed a uh, goal from right in front. Right. Um, he, you know, he, he created a bit of a tough angle. He probably wasn't the best man for the job, considering Smithy was taking a, a kick off and it was supposed to go to Ryan Pappenhausen. The message didn't get down. And... Uh, the fire would have been coming out of Craig's ears and he he certainly let him know. And it was caught on camera by uh, Fox Legal Channel 9, whatever it was, just giving an absolute spray to Hoffy. So it's definitely a favourite moment amongst the players. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, definitely a big T-bone idiot of the week, the old Hoffy. Beautifully done. Hey, you can secure your place at Melbourne Storm's Night of Nights as the club crowns its best player for the season in front of over 700 guests at Crown Palladium on October the 8th. You'll rub shoulders with the Storm players and celebrate another season as they announce all the award winners for season 2019. It's a three-course meal and premium beverage package, live entertainment and auctions throughout the night. It's always a fantastic night. So bookings, go to the club's website, Storm dot com dot au uh, get behind you Melbourne Storm this final series Melbourne Storm our city your club Chandler Earl uh, number twenty one you'll be there for the warm up which has always been a good luck charm yes, for the sir. Melbourne Storm this year enjoy the trip up to Sydney good luck this Saturday night we hope that we're talking next week yes, with the Storm exactly getting right. ready for another grand final mate enjoy thank you mate and uh, yeah it's been a pleasure see you next week see you next week maybe uh, Cooper Johns yeah hopefully maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we'll either be hungover or we'll be here uh, talking about the grand final. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> storm out for another week done and dusted. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.